1: You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. This September 11th marks 20 years since the 9-11 terrorist attacks and the war in Afghanistan. That, along with the end of the U.S. mission in Afghanistan and the collapse of the Afghan government, could trigger post-traumatic stress for some veterans. On the line is veteran appeals lawyer Amanda L. Minear from Veterans Law Group to share how to best help veterans maneuver through these events that are currently taking place in Afghanistan. Thank you for joining me.
0: Oh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Amanda, this was the longest war since Vietnam. How did the after effects of 9-11 create a new type of veteran?
0: Oh, definitely. It's um, one of those things that I've seen, especially in re- reference to the PTSD, that we had so many soldiers, because it was such a long war, end up doing multiple deployments over and over again, starting early on with very lengthy deployments. Early on, a lot of those going over to Iraq and Afghanistan after 9-11, were there for 12 to 18 months at a time, and then we'd be home for maybe six months and then go back again, which over time can become very wearing, not only just on social life, but so many people that I have spoken with and veterans say that they got to the point that they're more accustomed to being in Afghanistan than they were here at home.
1: What does the withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan mean for veterans? I
0: think that there's not a single answer to that. I've actually obviously spoken with quite a few of them being clients, and some of them are getting pretty riled up over the you know fall of the Afghan government and the Taliban taking over, and you know it's triggering in a lot of ways PTSD, and other people are just, you know, veterans are coming back and saying, you know, I'm just glad they're finally out of there, that there were, we were never going to completely resolve the situation there. They were not going to turn into a democracy that we're familiar with over here. So it kind of, uh, you know, runs the gamut. And I think it's a little bit cautious for us to think that just because somebody is a veteran that they think a particular way.
1: What are some signs that a veteran may be experiencing post-traumatic stress?
0: Oh, interestingly enough, like right after the fall of the Afghan government, within about 24 hours, the VA had sent out a very blast email to probably any veteran who's on their mailing list and representatives like myself that was subject, Afghanistan, let's talk about it. And in it was a whole slew of resources of you know, where you can get help, veterans crisis line, veterans helplines, that kind of thing. And I'll just reference it, because if the VA is identifying it, they're definitely knowing that there is going to be some problems, but here's just some common reactions that they list in reaction to current events. You may feel sad, frustrated, helpless, angry, betrayed, sleep poorly, try to avoid any reminders or shy away from the media or social situations. They can also become very overly protective and v- vigilant, um, guarded, want to stay at home, that kind of thing. And, and that's, stuff like this triggers that, but there are a lot of things that we don't really know that triggers it. It completely depends upon the veteran and their circumstances and what caused their PTSD.
1: What should loved ones say or not say to someone who is experiencing post-traumatic stress?
0: Um, I think just being supportive in it. I think one thing, you know, you don't, never want to say get over it or get yourself together. I think there's a certain amount of grace and understanding that things are going to trigger an individual. You know, sometimes dates trigger those things where it's coming up on an anniversary of something happening to them also things like this. So a veteran will either lean in and probably obsess and watch way too much of the media and others that will shy away from it. So it's very individual. But I think being compassionate about them, offering help, being willing to listen, and then being willing to let them be around their other battle buddies as much as they can, because they definitely believe that those are the only people who will ever really understand.
1: How can the community serve and honor Afghanistan veterans?
0: I think it's the same as Iraq veterans, although I think right now, particularly those who serve in Afghanistan, are feeling a little bit lost. I was speaking with a good friend of mine last night, quite lengthy, about he had spent almost cumulative about four and a half to five years over there. And he was just very much, it's confusing. It's frustrating. I feel lost. I'm not sure exactly how to feel about it. So it's again, just being able to be willing to listen, encourage them to get, you know, talk to somebody if they're really having and struggling and then just being aware. The other thing to be aware of right now too is this is triggering a lot of PTSD with Vietnam veterans because they're seeing something similar that's referencing back to Saigon and so that's something to be aware of as well that this is also going to be affecting Vietnam veterans.
1: Do you think that Afghanistan veterans can relate to those Vietnam veterans? Is, is there any support system there?
0: I mean certainly within organizations like VFW, DAV, you know vet centers, wounded warrior projects, that kind of thing. I do know that Vietnam veterans tend to kind of gravitate towards other Vietnam veterans and I'm sure that's the same with Afghanistan but in me representing people that, that served all across, you know, different theaters as well, that there's a lot of similarities that I see, but they may not necessarily see them. But it was, certainly would be something to encourage, you know, Vietnam veterans, a lot of times just don't even like to talk about what happens at all.
1: I've been speaking with veteran appeals lawyer, Amanda Menear from the Veterans Law Group. Do you have any last thoughts for us?
0: I think I kind of feel the same way, me not having had been over there, but feel the same way of doing feeling very kind of confused and lost about what's going on and what really is the best. And I think sometimes that it's okay to have that very ambiguous response to it. We don't have to come out and say, well, I'm for it, I'm against it, they did wrong, they did right, any of that. It's just it's a funny time right now. And funny for me just working with veterans, but let alone, you know, being a veteran and having served over there and 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 no matter what happened, their time over there was not served in vain. The people that were lost were not lost in vain. And I know that that can be a common feeling that comes up. But they served honorably. They served their country. And they gave freedom to the Afghan people for 20 years.
1: Would you say it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for speaking with us today. You're welcome. Thank you.